Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite travel podcast, where I have an experiential conversation around travel and how it has um, absolutely changed and enhanced my life. Um, I'm your host, D. Carrie, and um, I don't really like long intros, so I'm going to jump to this week's announcements so that I can get this episode going. Also, because when I tell y'all I have a new affinity for Checkers Lemon Pepper Wings, so fucking good. And I have about eight more in the bag waiting for the kid, and um, I'm hungry. So, first step, shout out to my emo, a good friend of mine, uh, Miss Introvert in the City, for her Moon Deck affirmation cards. They just came in, and um, I picked them up out the mailbox on my way here. So, I'm excited that these have arrived. Marsha, thank you. I am looking forward to jumping into these with uh, not just affirmations, which uh, thank you to my Reiki sessions with Janine, I am uh, working on, but also just a, I guess, dose of, I guess I think it was a reality check she mentioned in the description. Either way, I was going to buy the shit, so um excited that those are actually here. Um, I'm also on an episode of her podcast, Introvert in the City podcast. Uh, Ma, this one ain't for you, sis. Love you. Um, but check that out. Speaking of podcasts I'm on that aren't for you, ma, love you, girl. Um, hi, dad. Y'all listen together. Um, don't listen to the podcast I'm about to tell you about, but I was on an episode of Bull and Bunny, which is now live. Uh, you can check that out on whatever platforms you listen to your podcast, wherever you listen to this travel and shit. Check out uh, Introvert in the City and Bull and Bunny podcast. So thank you to Adian and Carmen for having me on their show. Um, it's about sex. So uh, Derek, you specifically asked about if I had an episode that was similar to Horrible Decisions. And boom, there you go. All sex. So parentals, aunties, uncles, Graham, if you're listening, amen, amen. Love y'all. Don't listen. Um, so what else we got? Uh, survey. So for my faithful and loving listeners, I appreciate you guys so very much. And I want to continue to grow and I want to continue to, um, be someone that you would like to listen to. So I would absolutely love if you guys would take my listener survey. The, uh, link is in the episode description. So wherever you listen to it, you can just uh, scroll down to the bottom and I've got the link there so that I can get a better feel for you guys, who you are, what you're interested in, things that I can improve upon and um, things that I can add that you may be interested in. Um, next, uh, there's merch. I actually wore a shirt today. There are T-shirts, there are hats, there are phone cases, there are mugs, socks, crop tops. There's a pair of your, your yoga shorts on there. I'm waiting on some of the, um, like on this and the samples that I ordered to see how I actually uh, like the material and if I would recommend them. So they're there, but they might not always be there. So if you're interested in um, anything that... Uh, may tickle your fancy. The kid just celebrated a birth a birthday, so go buy some merch. Uh, my birthday gift from you to moi. Um, also taking that survey would be a great birthday gift. Um, similar to the survey, uh, what do you call it? 
rate and review the podcast. It helps with the analytics. It absolutely helps me get the podcast out to more listeners, to more eyes. So your participation and your uh, engagement and interaction with me absolutely helps other people hear about the podcast as well. So um, last but not least, I don't know if I think I mentioned it last week, but I put together a solo travel planning course. So for any of you who are either ready to travel now or have um, just the time that you or the energy that you'd like to put into planning a solo trip, if you haven't and you need a little bit of guidance, I've got a free solo planning course that I put together for you guys to um give you a feel for how I put together my trips. So you can absolutely jump on that. That's also in the description. Everything, of course, is available for you quite easily at travelandshippodcast.com or you can click the link in the bio of my Instagrams, uh, what is it, underscore D-C-A-R-R-I-E or T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N S H underscore T. So um, the link in bio will bring you to a page on my website that's got everything there very conveniently listed, whether or not it's the survey, it's merch, it's platforms for you to listen to the podcast. If you're in someone else's car right now and you're listening to my uh, voice on the radios and decide that you do want to listen. So announcements, thank you for sitting through those. And this week I am doing a pivot episode. Hey, Henry. Um, I see you on the IG lives. Um, so we all know that with COVID still here and many of us adapting and adjusting to what a new normal is that, um, change. A lot of us have dealt with change on many different levels and many different, um, aspects and, you know, across many different, Platforms, if you will, between work, relationships, whether they be romantic and family. And uh, for a lot of us, travel has absolutely been changed. So for those of us that travel often, um, I never had to travel for, well, I have had to travel for work. Um, I've never mentioned that before. I'll bring that up on a podcast that time, twice, that I ended up traveling for work, which was actually uh, quite and uh, quite interesting experience. Hey, I don't know if it's uh, Carmen or Ad- um, Adian. I just uh, gave you guys a shout out on the podcast. Welcome to the IG Lives. Um, I absolutely told everyone to listen to the podcast. I enjoyed my sit down with you guys. But um, so for the pivot this week, I am going to go over a couple of the trips that I have had to do the sharpest of pivots on. Um, yeah, so not everything goes according to plan. And I have personally experienced quite a few different, um, scenarios where my initial idea or what I paid for to happen absolutely fucking fell apart. Right. So one that I would mention and it, um, Hey Carmen, um, it would, be easiest to just start at the fucking beginning. So the first time I left the country, I want to say was it well not even I want to say I know it was January 2017, um, and I think I was 30 turning 31 or 31 turning 32. I don't retain numbers like that, so 
I'm 35 now. One of y'all could do the numbers if you so feel inclined. But I had finally decided after having uh, been approved for an Amex, Shorty had quite the line of credit. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to travel now. My job gives me all of this vacation time. I'm making good money. I can easily pay this off. So let's go. And I decided that Guadalupe was going to be my first destination. And it took me so much. Now, mind you, I have to consistently thank Anissa of Post Facials and Marissa of Unicorn in Brooklyn for being my prototypes of Black Girl Magic Travel. So I had only experienced... um, in my upbringing, like basically just my pa- my grandparents going on cruises. So it's not like I ain't never seen black folks travel. But when I thought of myself traveling, it just really didn't seem like an option because I wasn't doing that gap year. I'd already graduated from college. Um, I wasn't going to be a backpacker that, you know, was living off of someone else's couch or like the 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 picture of travel that I saw was a whole bunch of white folks doing white people things. And I didn't think that there was any space in that for me I also was waiting on um friends to travel like I didn't have um all of my girlfriends were basically married with kids so I was the single one that didn't have a husband to check in with or a child to find child care for or someone that I had to uh budget around so I at the time was well before I traveled uh those were some of the things that hindered me I thought that I wasn't going to go by myself. So I had to wait for friends. Then I was not thinking that I was making enough at my jobs for me to be able to afford travel because another view of travel that I'd seen was always luxury travel. So whether they were black, white, old, young, it was always at a resort someplace or doing something extra exotic that for me and my experience of myself, I did not think I was privy to. I didn't think that those things were options for me. And then I started seeing girls that look like me and sounded like me and that I've actually met in real life and hung out with and have fun with. And I'm like, Oh bitch, we do these things. Like we're, we're out here. Okay. So for me, representation absolutely matters. And that's part of the reason why I'm here because I want someone to talk about travel, but not from a review point of view in terms of like just reviewing resorts and reviewing, um, you know, products, but just how travel has made life different or how it has absolutely changed the way that I look at and experience things. Absolutely how I experience things. But I say all that to say that Marissa and Anissa um, absolutely were able to open my eyes to the idea that I could go and I could go by myself. So I had this incredible trip to Martinique planned. Right. I took the long way of getting to that point, but I'm here now. So I had this incredible trip to Martinique planned and I had everything booked. I had um, my flight. I had the um, hotel was booked and I did. I have excursions booked. I don't think I did only because everything got canceled. So it was like five o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. I don't know. It was early as fuck. Bestie Courtney, hey best friend, she was braiding my hair for me. And I think we had like seven braids left. Like we were so close. And I'm sitting in my living room nodding. And the good sis is doing the work. And I get a 
either was a text message or an email, but I get an alert on my phone and I'm like, who's calling me at three o'clock? I ain't answering no phone at three o'clock in the morning. And then it clicked like, no, who's calling me at three o'clock in the morning? Like what's going on? So I look and see, turns out the trip, uh, my flight had been canceled. Now, mind you, I think my flight was going to be at like six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning. So it was it, not Okay, so I wasn't getting my hair braided at 3, 4, 6 a.m. flight. Either way, like, I had enough time. I I wasn't that crazy. I've never been that nuts. But all that being said, I had gotten an alert from the airline saying that the flight was canceled because something had hit the plane on the ground, I guess, on uh, the Martinique side. Don't really matter what side. And I had to do all the running around, making all the phone calls to find out what their contingency plan was. And apparently they were going to have me take a bus to Boston so that they could fly me to Martinique from Boston and I wasn't with the shits. It was just, no, I'm not sitting on nobody's bus. Like I am flying and no, I don't want to go to another airport to fly. It was too much. So I decided to cancel the trip and I, um, you know, we finished my hair and I went to sleep because it was just a lot to deal with in such a short amount of time. And, um, I spoke to my mom the next day and I had been looking at Expedia and was like, cause mind you, everything that I booked was through Expedia. And, um, I was talking to my mom and I said, well, there are some other options that I'm looking into that I would possibly want to do. And it was between Mexico and Bermuda. And my mama said she loved Mexico. She felt like I would love it. And then I booked it and then went back to sleep. So that let's say that was Friday. I woke up, That was like Friday night going into Saturday. I booked it Saturday or Friday night and left on um, Sunday. So like I had less than two days a day before I booked my trip and I left. Now, thankfully, everything that I had booked had been through Expedia. So they did a really great job of getting me all my money back. I was refunded for the flight because it was canceled at no, um, no air to myself. It wasn't my fault. And, um, I also got most of the money back from the hotel. The only reason why I didn't get the full refund, I was I had to pay for one night because they had a really hard time getting in contact with the hotel to let them know that I was canceling because of an airline situation and not because of me just not wanting to show up. So, um, you know, that sucked, but I get it, right? So... I ended up going to Bermuda and had an incredible time. But sadly, I wasn't prepared for the weather in Bermuda. So again, this was in January. And when I got there, I'd say the I was packed for Martinique, which was supposed to be like 85 degrees every fucking day. I got to Bermuda and it was a smooth 65 degrees. I think the highest it went up to was 72 on a good day. And that was the one day that I did go and spend as much time as I could at the beach because, you know, bitch, I wasn't going to a whole ass foreign country and not getting in the water. Right. So, you know, I really wasn't clothing wise prepared because I thought oh it's Bermuda it's going to be hot all year round it was warm but it wasn't hot so uh, that's another reason why I always pack uh, leggings I always have um, more than one pair of jeans even if I'm going to a hot destination like I always fly in jeans also just because airplanes fucking cold and um, so 
that was the first thing that I wasn't prepared for. But thankfully, I did have, I think I had one pair of leggings. Otherwise, I was just, I just had to suck it up, basically. I had like a long sleeve uh, button up, uh, like that same blue chambray shirt that I done mentioned before. That was there. And um, I also didn't realize that it was off-season travel. So all the things that I thought I'd be able to do, like um, the tours and the water sports, boat rides, none of the shits were available. Hi, Mama. How are you? Welcome to the live. Um, So all this stuff, I was just talking about you, girl. You missed it. Um, All the things that I said that I would want to do when I got to another country, I wasn't able to do, except for the tours that I was able to piecemeal for myself. So thank you again to Miss Joyce, who was a concierge. Um, she was like the events, I guess, coordinator, if you will. I stayed at Grotto Bay, and it's right by the airport. Beautiful, beautiful resort. Uh, the staff was all incredible, um, except for one person. One person really didn't rub me the right way, but everybody else was a dream. So um, they only bring the rating I would give the hotel down to a fucking A as opposed to an A plus. You know what I mean? And I only had to interact with that person like once. Everybody else was a fucking dream. Um beautiful rooms, clean. I had a great uh balcony view of the ocean. It was magic, especially uh especially it being my first experience out of the country. Um but I had told Miss Joyce that I wanted to experience as much black history around the island as I could. And she left like a detailed packet of information for me of different um, locations around the island that had monuments and points of um, historical significance that I would be able to visit. And I had also mentioned to her that, okay, I was looking at this tour that I can't get to now because they're not servicing the island because of off season travel and shit. And she was able to really help me uh, navigate gave me the rundown of the buses, which are wild clean. And I had to do it myself, but with her help, she called the, um, African, well, not the African American, but, uh, the black history museum there. She called there and had the proprietor stay open late for me. She called while I was there to make sure I got there safely. Um, and it was such a much more enjoyable experience for me because of her help. And, I really had a great time, I think, because I had to do it myself. So if something that you want to do isn't available to you because of a missite or whether you didn't plan for them to not be in season or if they all of a sudden cancel on you, um, like the next stop I'm going to mention, figure it out. Especially if it's something or some place that is publicly accessible, you don't need somebody else to bring you there. And it sounds dumb, like, duh, I know that. But sometimes you have to be reminded that even because, even just because you're traveling doesn't mean you can't go about with doing things the way that you would do them at home. The same way if you wanted to go to the Museum of Natural History at home, you don't need a tour guide to take you to the museum. You just show up at the museum, pay your admittance fee, you go to show the fuck up and have a good time, right? Same thing in another country. I've had such incredible experiences at museums around the world. My favorite experience, I got to say, was in Costa Rica because the kid didn't know there was so much black history in Costa Rica. But the museum broke all of that shit down and it was beautiful. And um, 
the same way I wasn't able to do a lot of the things that I wanted to in Bermuda, I had an issue with that in Vegas. So I flew in from LA and um, made friends with my host, came with me, talked about that on Bull and Bunny podcast. Hi, I don't listen to that one. Um, Ooh, museum in Doha. I did do a Doha stop and that's another one of the trips I'm going to mention. But I didn't hit the museum, which in hindsight, I'm pissed because the museum was directly across the street from the hotel that I stayed in. Anyway, though, um, thank you for that, uh, Francie Moreo. Um, in Vegas, I ended up having so many things booked that I wanted to do. I had a hot air balloon that I was um, supposed to jump on. Canceled. I had a really small tour, um, a small group tour to Grand Canyon. Canceled. Um, and my friend that came with me was just like, rent a car. I'll take you. When I tell you. I was so disappointed that I wasn't able to do the things that I had intended to do and ended up having a much better experience, I believe, than I would have had should I had I had gone with a tour group because I had that flexibility of coming and going as I pleased. I could stop and eat where I wanted to eat and not at the place that the tour guide decided we should go eat. I was able to, um, you know, um, it take my time in the different areas that spoke to me. I had someone to take pictures for me and somebody that I was comfortable with while I was there. So while I was in Vegas and I don't gamble. So I only spent like, we spent one day at the, the, the casino just for the experience of being in the casino. Um, but otherwise I was absolutely there so that I could see the grand Canyon antelope Canyon, um, and all the incredible uh, national parks that are in the area. And because I had those cancellations, I was able to spend the entire day just driving out there and had um, a great, a great, great time. So, yeah, Vegas did not it. the None of the trip actually happened the way I planned because I didn't plan to have anybody there with me. But I ended up hitting it off with my host in L.A. and they accompanied me. So I was able to actually um, go out and do things that I would not necessarily have felt as comfortable doing by myself only because I look at someplace like Vegas as like a predatory capital capital. You know what I mean? And plus one of my homeboys uh, works without shout out to you. I'm not going to say your name because I feel like you don't really want people knowing that you work <laughs> for the police department. But I had him constantly checking in like, you good, homie? You good? And I was like, nigga, what? Like, yeah, I'm fine. He was just like, bro, it's like, basically, uh, what do you call it? Memorial Day weekend. And I'm listening to all the shit on the scanner that's going wrong. And this is exactly what people do to people like you in this area. So it was, I guess it was my naivety, naivete, not really being aware of, I guess, some of the stuff that happens in other places. But because I go into every environment as if I'm home, in New York, like it's not as much of a concern for me in the sense that I always try to be aware of my surroundings and I'm always, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hesitant to trust people. I, I don't necessarily, um, I'm not very trusting with strangers. I'm very, uh, discerning in my interactions with people. But, um, yeah, so Vegas ended up being an entire pivot. So if something doesn't go your way, absolutely leave space for adjustments. You can book something else. Find an alternative way to getting to a destination that you want to go to. 
and um, not like the other two locations in Cuba, I had quite a pivot, but technologically wise. So in Cuba, there's no real, uh, there's no Wi-Fi in just like the way we can just pick up our phones and use our phones anywhere. You can't do that in Cuba. You have to go to a Wi-Fi park in order to use your Wi-Fi. And because I wasn't a local, I, um, and I I'm pretty sure my carrier didn't cover me there unless I was on Wi-Fi. I don't know. It was just a real tricky situation. I was anticipating not having a cell phone, period, in Cuba, and I didn't. But I went out at the time. I want to say I had, like, an iPhone 10, but I also had my old 6 because you don't really get any money back for, transfer, uh, for trading your phone in anymore. So I just kept the old one, and I'm so glad that I bought it with me because I don't know how I fucked it up, but I did something wrong where I wasn't able to um, use the Wi-Fi card on my primary cell phone, which was the iPhone uh, 10. So I ended up just using the iPhone 6 instead, and it ended up kind of working because I think I was still doing something wrong, but... I was still able to get in contact with my mom and let her know, hey, girl, I'm alive. I'm not going to just be in another country for an entire week and not check in back home. So I would always suggest having more than one cell phone if possible. Not that it's a necessity, but it's a luxury that I fucking have. Hey, what's up, Lola? How you feeling, mama? And what is this? Real brief, though. Welcome to the IG Live. You've been mentioned on the podcast. So, um... If you've got the luxury of having an extra cell phone, absolutely bring it the fuck with you because God forbid you get robbed for your shit or you lose it or, you know, you're, what do you call it? Parasailing or, um, this chair is falling apart all over me or what do you call it? Zip lining across the Amazon in Costa Rica did that. It was fucking great. Um, and you lose your phone checking into the, um, to the airline or actually finding out what day or time your flight is. I'm good for not knowing when my shit is. So I absolutely need to be able to access the internet and my emails for those types of reasons. So I would absolutely suggest bringing a backup phone if possible. And I know that I would much rather bring, especially if you feel like you're in a real um, touristy area, where you may be um, at higher risk for being pickpocketed. Like I know if I go to the beach, I'm absolutely bringing my jank phone, my backup. Um, This way, if I leave it on the beach and it gets taken, it's not the phone that I've got my updated contacts, my most recent pictures and, you know, information that I don't necessarily want someone else to have. It's the backup phone. So if I leave it on the beach, which I'm not leaving it out in plain sight, but I'd rather bring that phone and run the risk of having it taken someplace where I feel more at risk because I'm not going to have it with me on my person in the fucking water. So I'm going to leave it with my shit. So bring a backup phone this way. You're able to pivot just in case you do get caught out there and get got for your phone. So Cuba was technology. Ha. So you had mentioned in the lives. um, I was saying that I did visit Doha I, uh, Doha is in the Middle East. It's, um, right above, I was going to say it's above Northern Africa. Well, it is, but it's in the Middle East. 
And um, Qatar Airways was probably the best flight experience I've ever had. When I tell you the food was so fucking good. And it was probably also one of the longer flights that I've ever had. Um, Doha was my layover before Casablanca. Or was No, Casablanca was, no. Doha was the layover before Thailand. So I went all the way from New York to Qatar. That was a long flight. I want to say it might have been 12 hours, 14 hours or something like that. I just remember it being the longest flight that I'd ever taken at that point. And in hindsight, I don't know if I've been on a flight longer than 12 or 14 hours um, since. But I fucked up and I found the desert tour that I wanted to book, but I didn't book it in enough time. I've mentioned this before. I wasn't able to book with any company uh, within like 24 hours to do the camel ride and to do the drive through the desert and all of that shit. I ended up paying like three times more through the hotel. Now the hotel was able to book myself with a, I guess, provider or a tour operator to give me an incredible experience. And I absolutely got what I paid for. So I paid maybe almost $300, I want to say, for a day in the desert. We drove around. He even negotiated a camel ride because if I would have booked the camel ride with them, I would have had to spend like an extra $150, an extra $100 for like, I don't know how long the um, advertised ride was, but he was just like, yeah, it was wild hot. You don't need no hour, but how about we negotiate like 15, 20 minutes. You can get a mile and back or some shit like that, and you'll have had the experience. And I think it ran me like $20. You understand what I'm saying? So it, I ended up not getting what I wanted because I was given more than I wanted. It ended up being, I got to tell y'all that I've been so like travel blessed, and everything that I initially had go wrong or like disappointment led towards improvement, if that makes sense. Like every time that I was disappointed with something, I ended up getting blessed with an even better experience that I could have ever imagined. And um, Doha was absolutely one of those things. I had got hit with um, jet lag. So even though I'm looking at the window, out the window, and I'd done like a uh, bus tour because KTR Airways, I don't know if they still do it, but... At the time, it was one of those airlines that offered a comp visa and a free city tour if you flew in, and they also extended my layover. So I've mentioned a million times, I strongly believe in layover trips. I've been able to see as many countries in such a short amount of time because I maximize my uh, time in every location, especially when it's a layover. So uh, Qatar was a layover before Thailand and I ended up being able to experience the city at night. It was beautiful. I would have preferred during the day so that I could see more of what I wanted to see. But at night was nice because I was able to, of course, see all the lights in the city and it was still a nice experience. But I'd seen different places, the museum being one of them, that I said that I wanted to visit the next day. Well, the next day, the kid was fucking tired. I stayed in the room, had room service come, which was, like, ridiculously, like, uncomfortably nice, which is weird, right? Um, uh, I don't – I want to tell you all the story about when I got lost. It, like, 
Doha was a time, y'all. So I almost lost my luggage on that same city tour. They pick you up from the airline. I had just made it to the desk to sign up for the last one of the day. It was Ramadan, and it was um, dark, I want to say, like 5 o'clock by the time like by the time that last tour went out. It was already getting dark. So we finally get on the bus. I have I only do carry-ons, so I was able to put my luggage under the bus, and I had my backpack with me. And I wasn't sure what I would be, I guess, getting myself into um, in terms of what the market, because we went to go visit a souk, an open market, uh, during the city tour. Like, that was the final stop. So they told us, be back at a certain time. So I went and I bought, um, hey, Talisha, what's going on, cuz? And Savage since 84, welcome as well to the IG Lives. Um, I ended up... Um, getting there I'm buying jewelry and when I tell y'all they were I was treated so well at every step of the way by locals it was the tourists that were a little janky um but in the soup they're also salespeople, so I understand being nice to your customers but I've also had salespeople that were less than kind to me so gotta say I absolutely appreciated the way I was treated in um Doha and so salespeople were really great I, um, they offered coffee, water, I purchased the jewelry I was getting and they, even the presentation of it was in like a, um, so one of the ring boxes was, uh, a rose with like a stem and then you open up the top of the rose and it's your, your jewelry or whatever. So really fun experience. And so I'm like, I don't mean to rush you, but I have to be back to meet the bus so that I can go back. Now, mind you, there's two different types of visas. You have a conditional visa where you're able to go on this little trip and you can leave the airport and then come back to the airport. And then you have a visa where you're able to stay in the um, the country and not just go on this tour. So the tour proprietor, hey, cuz, what's up, Teron? Happy belated birthday, baby. Um, my Leo cuz. Um, there was, that's the the visa that I had. And the tour guide knew and knew that I after the trip, I wasn't going to go, be going back to the airport with them. But I still had my shit on the bus. So I was very aware that I needed to go back to the bus and get my shits. So I, you know, the guy was really kind. He rushed me to the register, did what we had to do. And then he offered to walk me back to the destination, which I'm so glad he did because I wasn't, I had gotten turned around, wasn't sure where I was going. He walked me back and I'm like, okay, this looks like the place, but I don't see the people. Like there's nobody from the tour here. There's no group of people. I don't see no white people. I was like, bruh, what do we do? So we kept walking and he's like, does anybody look familiar? We kept walking. We kept walking. We went back to the um, parking lot, still nobody. And I'm like, yikes. So He's like, hold on a second. I see a group of people like, I don't know, distance far, right? Um, Maybe a football field away. And I'm starting to see, hey, Nikki, happy belated birthday to you too, lover. Lover, mama. Love, mama, combination. That's you. Happy belated birthday. But I'm seeing um, this tour bus come up the street towards where the group of people was that the um the shopkeeper was running towards for me to find out if they were my tour and so he's running towards them I see the tour bus coming so I'm like fuck that's them thankfully they weren't like on the bus and going away so I see what's going on 
And he like waves to me like, yeah, this is them. So now I'm running across this parking lot trying to get to this bus so I don't hold people up. And the guy's like, oh, my God, well, you said you were staying. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm staying, but my shit's on the bus. So thanks to the guy. I don't know if you'll ever. I just hope that some type of positive energy or just all goodness in your life. When I tell you he was just so good to me, I will forever be grateful for that experience and how well he treated me. And, um, yeah, so that shit went so wrong. And so then after that, kept getting worse. So I finally, well, it kept getting better but worse. So got my bags. Thank you. Asked the girl at an information booth, this is the hotel I'm staying at. How the fuck do I get there? She's like, oh, it's half a mile up here. You can be there in like 10, 15 minutes. Great. I start walking up and then like the road ends and it's like mini highway. You know what I mean? It's like I'm walking up Sunrise Highway or some shit like that if you're from New York. It's like if you're in New Jersey and you know how you got like three lanes of highway on both sides or four lanes of highway both ways, then it's like stuff on the side, but there's no there's no sidewalk. So I'm like, all right, all of this is cobblestone. The sidewalk's ending. I've got a detour through whatever the fuck is what's going on over here, even though she told me just go straight. And of course on the map, it's like straight. And then I don't have service in certain areas. So I'm not getting updates on where to go. I just keep getting turned the fuck around. And everybody that I tried to ask for help tourists were just like, <sighs> just ignoring me. So it was like, I know that it's not far, but I can't get anybody to point me in the right direction. So here I am dragging my, um, yeah, ma, it was a little rough because I'm in back alleys at this point. So I'm in these little tiny streets, no lights, and la, 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 me just dragging a suitcase looking mad, obviously tourists, which I hate. And I, uh, I saw one guy that was just sitting like behind a store or something because I'm in the back end. And I'm trying to ask him like here, like how do I get here with the, the language barrier? And he's just like taxi. And I'm like, no, 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 I want to walk. And he's just like, take a taxi and I'm just like but I'm it's close I just and he's I guess trying to tell me like don't be that person but I was that person and so I ended up I don't know how I found this like parking lot slash back space it was weird and so I start walking and then I start to think okay great here's the hotel in front of me and I'm walking, minding my business, and then I like there's a car behind me, and I'm like, "Is it slowing down?" And you know how like in the movies, you're kind of like, "Wait, don't turn, don't look. You don't want them like, don't let them know you know, because that's when shit pops off. You know what I mean? That's when it's just like, boom. So now we gotta act so she don't get away. So I'm trying to like, are they following me? What like, what are y'all doing? So in the back of my mind, I'm like, "All right, so you don't want to overreact, you don't want to panic, but at the same time, I'm like, this might be the time where you to fucking panic, right? So. Thankfully, I got like to the end of like where the parking lot area was. So I'm like, all right, this nigga's either going to park, he's going to pull off, he's going to do something. But at this point, I can now cross over and out of the parking lot area and then like just cross the street to the hotel. So thankfully, I made it there safely. It was mad late. I dropped my shit, went to sleep and had a really good time being able to go on the uh, desert tour that I wanted to because I spent more and booked through the hotel as opposed to booking through the app, which would have been like $75. Um, but ended up having a much better experience that I ever could have imagined. And um, yeah, Doha, Qatar, like it, I will absolutely say I learned to look into how much of a window I have um, 
to book something. So if I intend to do it on the Wednesday while I'm there, um, the week before I go or whatever, I'll look into how many days, like what's the first available option for it. So if it doesn't let me book same day, I'll look into, um, what's up tone and Frico Vasquez. Welcome niggas and friends. Um, I will absolutely see how much of a window they give me. So if I'm looking at it on Monday, if I can't book it Monday or Tuesday, I know that I need to book it before I get there. Otherwise, I'd prefer not to book an excursion just in the off case that one, the shit gets canceled. Two, I'm not feeling it when I get there. Or three, I decide I want to do something else. I've also booked shit and then been like, nah, I don't want to do it. Did that in Costa Rica. I ended up booking some beach shit and then I'm like, I can go to the beach in a ton of other countries, but when am I going to chance to go to the rainforest? So it was too late in the day for me to cancel and get my money back. So I ended up just being out that bread. So sometimes you got to realize a pivot is going to be on you. Listen to how you feel in the moment. If your body is telling you rest or if your body is telling you eat, if your body is telling you any fucking thing, that's your opportunity to really hone in and um, explore what your intuition is telling you. So I absolutely lost all the money that I spent on the beach excursion because I decided that I would have a better experience doing something that I didn't um, or I hadn't had the, ex- the opportunity to experience prior. And when I tell you I had the best fucking time, like everything, oh, Jabari, my Ivy League baby, what's going on, love? Um, when I tell y'all I had the most incredible experience at Turubari, I did the um, zip lining. I did this incredible horseback um, uh, walk. I think I talked about it last week. It was maybe like only the second time I'd been on a horse without somebody like holding on to it the whole time we were walking. So I have no phone out because both hands was on the reins. I wasn't fucking with the shits because, again, niggas is a little bit high up. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't trying to fall off that bitch or drop my phone and then like he crush it with the hoof and all that shit. So yeah, that I ended up and the food was mad good. And that's the one where I ended up trying termites. I ate termites in the forest and um, yeah, I had the best time in Costa Rica. So if you're in Costa Rica and you're staying relatively close to, is it San Jose or San Juan? I want to say it's probably San Jose, but wherever the capital in Costa Rica is, I stayed there, didn't go to any other areas. I stayed there the whole time. Also in Costa Rica was the first time I had to advocate for myself as a guest. So when I booked this, this shit, I had like this, of course the pictures they show were beautiful. Get there. It's not what happened. It wasn't bad. But it absolutely looked like a clean Motel 6 in Wisconsin. I absolutely was not impressed. Um, And the room that they gave me was ground level. I had booked a suite. I had booked a fucking balcony. So I'm expecting views and all types of like website looking shit. And when I got there, it's like, this ain't it. And at first, I let the guy walk me into the room and he's showing me the different things. And now, mind you, it was sweet like in the sense where I think it had like a separate um, dining room or a separate kitchen area. It had something that wasn't part of like your normal bed, uh, bathroom and, uh, you know, coffee space. And 
all that being said, I was just like, this still isn't what the fuck I wanted. Like, this is not what I paid for. And he was just like, oh, well, you know, this is what we have. I'm like, okay, so that's unacceptable. This is what I paid for. Pulled out the paper. I think I had a printed copy of my accommodations, or I think I pulled it up on the um, on my phone. Anyway, I told the nigga, this ain't it. I need to be upgraded. And so he showed me the room that was upstairs that had the balcony. It didn't have like um, like uh, as extensive a kitchen or something like that. But I got my balcony, which turned out to be a shared balcony, which I also wasn't a fan of. And by shared balcony, I mean it's just the second floor has a balcony, but it's like that same public balcony that you walk past other people's rooms to get up and down the stairs. But I felt very proud of myself for, because keep in mind, like you're someplace new, there is often a language barrier. And then you don't really want to rock the boat because I'm also a solo traveler. Like I'm a solo woman telling this man, like, no, you owe me something better. Or I demand at least what the fuck I paid for. So it was a bit intimidating at first to voice my concerns or voice my dissatisfaction with what my options were. But I ended up just really feeling so much better about speaking up for myself. So I would absolutely say trust your intuition, but at the same time, try to discern between fear and intuition. Like sometimes like the voice telling you not to say something or the voice telling you not to do something is just fear or your discomfort with stepping outside of your comfort zone. And other times it's like an actual precaution. Like sometimes you do need to watch your fucking mouth and check your tone because keep another thing to be aware of is when you're in different areas, there's often a culture difference where um, I'm always aware of how am I viewed as a woman in this destination? How am I viewed as a black person in this destination? And now on top of that, how am I viewed as a black woman who is a foreigner? I'm not African. I'm American. So in a lot of cases, which is now a new reality, many of us are going to have to consider, um, our passport is trash now. Beforehand, Americans were Welcome everywhere. People treated you better because you're an American, because there's a stereotype that Americans just have mad money and also Americans are dumb and will buy anything. We are, kind of. But in a lot of places, we'll get preferential treatment as American tourists because of the strength of the either, you know, the American perceived dollar and because we all know that that shit don't always translate. Um, but there's the notion of what America represents that is um, Hey Nate, Liberate Botanica. Welcome. One of my favorite places to order um, all of my esoteric needs. I get my sage, one of my favorite places to get sage. So mini commercial there for you, sis. But um, yeah, so Americans are perceived a certain way when we travel. And keep that in mind now if you're going other places that that may not be the same. So, um, yeah, all of those things came to mind before I spoke up about the room, like real quickly, but then I just opted on the, no, I spent all of this bread to get here and I'm getting what I paid for. So thankfully, and even the pool was at a service. So it's like, yo, my God, like I can't swim, but you about to tell me I can't look at the mountains. Cause it's like outside of my door was a fucking parking lot. You at least gonna put me on the second floor so I can look up over the cars and not at people as they're getting in and out the cars. But yeah, so Costa Rica, that was uh, quite the uh, the shift. I mentioned Cuba, 
I mentioned there. And so the last place that I bring up is good old London. I had a terrible arrival experience. So I mentioned before, I tried to be like, I want to say it was within the first 10 episodes of Travel and Shit. Uh, go back. I did, I can't remember the episode title, but it was with Terry O. Um, I grew up with Terry and we had been talking and he was telling me about the time that he went to California with nothing planned. He had nowhere to stay. He didn't have anything booked. Like he just showed up and went with the shits. And I said, I would like to try that. Well, it didn't really work the way I expected it to because when I showed up, I landed in the airport. Not only was uh, the kid tired as fuck, I had overdrafted in the bank. I had no room booked. I had absolutely nothing planned. So I spent about four hours probably in the airport crying. Shout out to my dad. Um, as much as I love my dad and I'm absolutely a daddy's girl, he's not always the best at consoling me because he's just like, well, what are you upset about? Or, you know, like, but he, he, my dad really came through and he was like, baby girl, I'll send you money. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, what do you, and I'm just like, I don't want your money. It's the, it's the fact that I got myself here. Like, why was I not paying attention? So at the time it was just so much and being tired on top of it and then not having some place to go. Hey, Ashley, um, not having some place to go and just separate myself from the stress and knowing that I would have to now take extra steps to book a room because I use Hostel World when I travel in Europe to book my hostels, especially if I'm only going to be someplace for a couple of hours. If it's a layover spot, I'm not spending $80 on a hotel. Because I'm basically showing up to shower, put my shit down, and then go back outside. I love you too, Ashley. Um, hey, Stan. Welcome to the IGs. Um, yeah, so I will absolutely always opt for a hostel. But Hostel World, a lot of the places don't accept Amex. So I had credit cards. But um, I really didn't. Like, at the, it just I wasn't really thinking clearly. I was stressed. And I ended up just booking the hostel that my brother had stayed in a few years prior which I was hesitant to do because they didn't have any all-female dorms. I'd also never stayed in a co-ed hostel before, excuse me, because all the places that I had chosen previously had all-female dorms with the bathroom right inside the room. So this was going to be the first time the bathroom was in the room, but it was co-ed. And so in my fear, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to get a lot of these bro-y bro white boys that are just going to be mad disrespectful. And I had like worst case scenario on repeat in my mind. Ended up just giving in. I booked it. I showed up. I, again, took the train there and walked my way from the train station to the hostel. And I had got inside and really planned to just stay there and, like, just be miserable. And I um, had cash on me. So, it, I mean, ultimately, I could have just tried to pay cash when I'd gotten there. But I had a plan in my mind for how my no plan arrival was going to work. It sounds crazy, I know. But this is another reason why I travel so well solo because things make sense to moi and I don't have to worry about how I'm going to um, translate that to other people, right? So that's why I do well solo because I don't have to make sense of what's in my mind. Like, it makes sense to me, but I know that if I try to explain to somebody else, it ain't going to work out as well. All that being said, my no plan plan wasn't going according to plan. And by the time I got there, I was over the shits. 
And thankfully, I had a really good uh, friend group, especially shout out to uh, Sharmila, who was just like, girl, you didn't get to a, a whole ass Europe to stay your ass in the room. Leave your bags under the bed and go outside. At this point, it had started getting dark. I want to say it was probably like five or six or so. And um, between Sharmila telling me, suck it up. You're going to be fine. This is an opportunity that you don't want to miss. And the only roommate that I had was another young woman. She was probably like early 30s or so. Can't really tell. You know, not everybody uh, shows their age well. So uh, she absolutely is like, well, why don't you come with me? I'm going out to the disco. Shout out to the Europeans. Um, going out to a discotheque, to a club or whatever. And, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, we can get in no problem. And so she's changing her clothes and putting on these little kitten heels that look absolutely terrible, if you ask me. But, girl, do your thing. Uh, so she's putting on her little kitten heels and her little tank top. And she's like, oh, so you're not going to change? And I had on, like, hiking boots and uh, a flannel shirt and some jeans. And I'm like, no. So she's like, oh, well, I don't think you're going to be able to get in, but you can absolutely, like, come with me and, you know, um, you can jump out, like, come in the Uber with me and then just jump out in the area and, you know, have a good time. Like, at least get out. I'll share the Uber with you. So uh, she absolutely let me ride with her in the Uber. I forgot how far we got it, but I got to see Buckingham Palace from, like, maybe a mile away. It was nicely lit up. And she let me off right by Big Ben. So got out, shit's under construction, and it ended up not being anything that I planned because it. I ended up just walking around the city at night, and I stopped in a couple of little shops, got, like, some magnets or something like that. Uh, I saw a Big Ben. I saw the... What is that Ferris wheel? Red Eye or some shit like that. So I was able to, like... I walked across uh, London Bridge... And I was able to get that little bit of experience that I needed to feel like I'd actually spent time there as opposed to being in the hostel as if I would have um, slept in the airport. You know what I mean? Because that's where I was. That's where my head had me at first. I was basically going to stay in the hostel as if I had, you know, just stayed in the airport. It I really wasn't going to get any type of experience. And then I ended up going to the hostel I was at had a, um, a bar slash club downstairs, went down, had a bomb ass burger. That shit was good. And when I tell you, I wanted to fight this one bitch that was down there. I mean, I'm not a fighter at all. I never had a fight in my life, but that might've been the fucking day. I, I don't like, this is why I don't do nightlife because I don't like crowds. I don't like being touched. I don't like people all over me and all around me. And when I tell you this bitch was disrespectful, like I really, really, really wanted to let her have it. But again, I'm solo in another fucking country. And the last thing I want to do is be arrested alone. Had basically no money. So it would have end. I'm black. So I had the cards quite highly stacked against me. So the kid had to chill and um, I'm a lover, not a fighter anyway. But um, yeah, so I had quite like the entire trip was pivot because I had nothing planned. And even though I had nothing planned in my mind, I had a certain level of expectation of what I was going to be walking into 
and none of that was the case. So I use all of my experiences to um, impress upon you that, and then one thing that I will note, mention or note before I close out is there have also been plenty of trips that I've gone on where I've had all of these plans and ideations of seizing the day and getting outside and then loving on the sun and experiencing the town that I'm in where I said, Nope. And rolled over and went back to sleep. Um, that absolutely happened in, uh, Thailand. I went to Phuket and woke up one day and it was just raining and I just didn't feel like being bothered with rain. So I wasted an entire day. Same thing in Tel Aviv. It ended up raining and I didn't really want to be outside in the rain. And it's not like when it rains, it rains all day. And even if it rains, it ain't like the rain is going to hurt you. It's fucking water. Put on some boots, get an umbrella and go the fuck outside. Like I've gone to work in the rain. I've gone and run errands in the rain. Like it's not like rain has to stop you. But I will also say when your body tells you to rest, give in. Because remember that even though travel is more than vacation, absolutely consider the vacation aspect of it and the rest aspect of it. You don't want to get back home and realize that I never really, you know, um, separated or I never detached. I never gave myself enough space, time or um, leeway to really rest And I think that that's one of those things that will or can often get missed in travel experiences. So I would absolutely say that sometimes you miss the mark on what you plan. You plan to get up and you plan to do something every single day. I'm about to lose you guys on IG, but thanks for joining me for this week's episode. Make sure to listen back. Um, But Sleeping in is the fuck okay. If you want to sleep in, your time off of work is absolutely the time to sleep in. So I would definitely encourage you to not beat yourself up, to give yourself grace, to listen to your your body when you're traveling and give it what it needs at the time. So not everything has to be go, go, go. Not everything has to be do, do and experience. You're allowed to rest. So, and this is coming from Ms. Do the fucking most. I will go on a five-day trip and see three different countries. But it doesn't have to necessarily um, just be you going and doing. You get to be also. So absolutely make sure that you stay open to the experience of the now and how you're experiencing yourself in the present while you're there. And when things don't go your way, don't look at it as always um, a missed opportunity for something that you wanted to do, but a new opportunity to do something that you didn't know you wanted to do or not do the way that you had initially intended to do it. Like a change in plans doesn't necessarily mean an end to your plans. If something gets canceled, that gives you the opportunity to do something else. Just because like your day is still your day. God willing, you know, like you're, you weren't canceled on, you know, the trip. Like you didn't all of a sudden get sucked into the negaverse and aren't anymore. So you're still in your destination. You're still, in the space that you want to be in. So absolutely take advantage of that and just 
fucking pivot. Like the same way sometimes you go to a store and something is sold out, you end up buying something else. Or the same shift that you're able to do in regular life when things don't go your way, consider that you can do the same while you're vacationing. Right? It's not rocket science. Sometimes you just need a reminder. And considering all the changing that we've had to endure during COVID, um, considering how professional we are at change at this point, absolutely be sure to carry that with you when you do start traveling again. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please take some time and rate and review it on whatever platform you listen on. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd appreciate if you subscribe, um, like, and comment if you'd like, uh, what else? Don't forget there's merch. You can head over to travelandshippodcast.com to purchase whatever it is you so fancy. There's a lot of stuff up there, uh, from magnets, socks, mugs, all that jazz, Um, what else listeners? I'd really appreciate if you guys took my listener survey so that I have an idea of who you are, what you're interested in and ways that I can improve to make the show more enjoyable for you, as well as definitely check out, um, introvert in the city and the bull and bunny podcast. Those are the two most recent shows that I've been on. Oh, and if you're listening to this when it's live on between Thursday and Sunday on Sunday, I will be live with, um, Wanda Duncan of Black Women Travel Podcast on her Black Women Digital Nomad Facebook group doing a Q&A. So if you are available, I'm going to try to go live on IG as well. But the catch with that is it may not pick up the audio as well. I'll work that out. But um, absolutely join me on Facebook for that. That's going to be this Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I would love to see you guys there. I'll be there to answer any questions and also speak on being a budding digital nomad, if you will. Um, That earmuffs, but I intend to live outside of the country at some point. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm currently in that process of building um, a business and a platform that will sustain me so that I can do that in the near future. So that's another reason why I'd really appreciate you guys' engagement and support on social media. Definitely engage with the Instagram pages, engage with the podcast, um, download and uh, all that jazz. Be sure to follow on Instagram, T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N, S-H underscore T, or uh, my personal page is underscore D-C-A-R-R-I-E. And um, I'll see you guys next week. And uh, I really don't have any, like, a go-to line that I say at the end of the show. I just say salutations and shit in the beginning. But, um, yeah, that's it, guys. Appreciate you being here, and I will see you next week. <laughs>